Open your Bibles. That's what you've been waiting for anyway. Open your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2. <laughs> Heavenly Father, help me. Lord, I love you. Lord, I'm so glad to get to preach. It's such an honor. But, oh, Lord, all is vain unless the Spirit of the Holy One comes down. I beg you, Lord, take my words and use them. Take your word and God touch hearts. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. I want us to look right here in uh, 2 Kings. Familiar account. Uh, we're going to read about Elijah, Elisha, and the mantle. We're going to read when we get down to it. You know that the mantle was just, a, it was a, like the outer garment. It was like the robe that he wore. I mean, the physical mantle that he had. But we know that when we talk about a mantle, you're talking about the, the Spirit of God, the power of God. Uh, of course, in this meeting, you, I guess you could call it the mantle of fundamentalism. Amen. Uh, think about it. When we say that, we're talking about the things that need to be passed down. We're talking about that King James Bible. Say amen right there. Uh, we're talking about the, our, our Baptist doctrine, old-time religion. Hey, old-fashioned preaching, amen. Uh, running buses, soul winning, amen. Let me say running buses again because I, I grew up in a drunkard's home and all the mess that goes along with it. Didn't know a thing about God. One day, one Saturday, they came down to my house and knocked on our door, amen. Hey, I'm a bus kid, amen. If you don't got a bus, well, preacher, you won't got a bus, run a van, amen. If you don't got a van, run a Tahoe. If you don't got that, run a four by four, amen. God help if you got a Prius, bring two and a half kids in, all right. Whatever, just run them, amen. Go get them, praise God. Oh, yeah, I thank God for the bus ministry uh, and all of the others, brother. The, uh, I mean, the, the, the biblical separation, the holy standards, all of these things. And, uh, boy, I'm grateful for it. But can I just say as we begin to read this that we need some Elijahs to pass the mantles down to the Elishas. And I pray the Lord will help us. Look with me, if you will, in uh, verse 3. The Bible, or I'm sorry, verse 2. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Terry, here I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou not that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said unto them, Yea, I know it, hold ye your peace. That's Georgia for shut up. <laughs> And Elisha said unto him, said unto Elisha, Terry, here I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho, and the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, yea, I know it, hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Terry, I pray thee here, uh, uh, pray thee here for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan and he said as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth I will not leave thee and they too went on I like that and 50 of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off now that's the problem we don't want hey young people don't stand to view afar off amen mama daddy don't stand to view afar off when you're in a good church an old fashioned church and you've got a good man of God and they too, uh, and, and they too stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters. And they were divided hither and thither so that they too went over on dry ground. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah uh, said uh, unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit uh, be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing, nevertheless, if thou see me when I am 
taken from thee. In other words, if you stay with me, if you stay with the stuff, he said, uh, it shall be so unto thee, if, but if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass as they still went on and talked that, he, that uh, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and cried, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the man of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had also smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. And uh, when the sons of the prophets, which were uh, to view at Jericho, saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves down to the ground before him. I pray that the Lord will help me just for a few minutes. Uh, just I'm just going to be, uh, because I want to hear, boy, I'm looking forward to hearing you, preacher. Amen. I want the Lord to help us. But I want to preach on the mantle of fundamentalism. Amen. I pray the Lord will just uh, uh, use this. As I said earlier, we need some Elijahs that will pass uh, uh, the mantle down to the Elishas, and then they've got to pick it up and go on and, go, and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, that's the way it's always been. God's always had uh, those men of God that came before us, and they passed the mantle on to those that came after them, and they passed it on to those uh, that came after them. Uh, preacher, we're around here. Brother Neil, I, I see the church and all that God's doing, but I, I see what you're doing. You're trying to pass those mantles uh, down to another generation that's coming after you. Uh, let me give you a couple of scriptures. Uh, we're here in 2 Kings, but uh, go with me, if you will, to 2 Timothy chapter 2. Turn there quickly, if you will. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Uh, the Bible says in verse 1, 2 Timothy chapter 2, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able uh, to teach others also. If you look over in the next chapter, look in chapter 3, uh, in verse 14, in verse 15. Again, talking to young Timothy, he says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, uh, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. There's another good verse, I believe, over in uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 9. And here's what he says. He said, The things uh, which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do and the God of all peace uh, shall be with you. Can I tell you that everybody has an Elijah, amen. Uh, my Elijah was a uh, uh, preacher more, I call him, his brother Preston Moore, his brother Talbot Moore and all of that family, but he was my man of God, amen. When we got saved and got in church, you understand, coming in off a bus route, I mean, really the way we were raised, we knew nothing about the Bible. We knew nothing about church. We didn't know a thing about anything. Uh, but brother, I'm glad when we got in, we got in an old-fashioned, independent, Independent, fundamental Baptist church. I mean, brother, I mean, it all, our preacher loved us and helped us as we grew in the Lord. I watched him. I mean, I, I, I just kept my eyes on him all those years. I, I mean, I got saved and was with him 16 years and six of that as an assistant pastor, uh, just with him and, and going and through all, he had heart attacks and all kind of thing and just a lot of things going on. But you see, that's my man of God. That's the man, that's my Elijah that I was around. And by the way, there's good other, there's other Elijahs. I started thinking about that preacher, this church and, and all that God did. I remember when I first came, we crossed paths down there with the teenagers, amen. 
I tell you, you ever go, this reminded me of being down there with the teenagers. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're under the tent down there in South Georgia, Oconee Baptist Camp. The only difference is it's about 180 degrees under the tent. Amen. And there's flies and, and horse flies flying around. I mean, brother, they fly around in pairs. And one says, hey, uh, you want to eat him here? And the other one says, no, we better take him with us before the big ones come. Amen. Oh, yeah, we lost many a teenager that way. I'm telling you. But oh, dear brother, I mean, good, good meetings down there. And we crossed paths and the Lord touched our hearts. Then I crossed paths with your daddy. But as I've crossed paths with this family, uh, here's what I've learned. Here's what I say. Preacher, could I use you? Would you mind coming up here? Is that all right? And then preacher, would you come up here? Help them, brother Hobbs. And let's just, preacher, just if you'll stand right here. And then brother Neil, if you'll come stand beside him over here. Hey, brother Mark, come up here. Come up here. Stand right here. Hey, Damon, come here, buddy. Come here and stand next to your daddy. How about do that? Here's what I see. And when I talk about the Elijahs in our life, uh, now, uh, I understand, preacher, y'all, uh, the Lord sent y'all, uh, you know, to under Brother Robertson. And boy, you went to college there. And, and boy, what a good man of God in the mantles, brother, that you, uh, that you had laying all around you. And then Do Dr. Howes, oh, brother, I, I'm just sad and just listen to the stories and, and uh, the conversations and the times together, amen. And I mean, boy, it just touches my heart. But you know what was going on? There were mantles being dropped, amen. There were mantles being laid down. And I want to thank God. There was a man of God that picked up the mantles, amen. Hey, uh, you didn't leave them laying there, preacher. You picked them up, and i tell you what you did. You didn't just hold them, praise God. Hey, Brother Neil, you know what God did? God gave you a man of God. But I tell you, it takes like-minded men to pick up the same mantles. I'm glad, preacher, you preached, and I'm glad for the mantles that you've got passed down to you. But can I tell you, hey, they're in your son, amen. They're in him right now, praise God. But I, I was talking to Brother Montgomery today, preacher, and he told me about coming to the college in 2001. He said, you, you hired him as a maintenance man, amen. He got to be the janitor, praise God. Now, y'all, if you ain't ever been the janitor, that is wonderful, amen. Hey, I remember the first day I came on as an assistant pastor. I'll get back to the message in a minute, all right? I I remember coming on as an assistant pastor at, there at my church, and I thought, this is one. I mean, I had, a, I had a door that had my name on it down there. <laughs> on my desk, they had got me a little thing that, yeah, a little thing. I don't know what it is. Just, but it, it said, Terrell Hopkins, assistant pastor. It wasn't great. It was one of those that slid in and out. I think he was just being prepared, all right? So it wasn't like he wrote it in stone. Hey, by the way, that's like taking a church. If they just put your name on that little thing that hangs and swings, that ain't good, amen. <laughs> Let them write it on the cornerstone of the church or something, amen. And I remember coming in, and boy, I remember I was so excited. I thought, boy, what's my first duty going to be? Does a man of God want me to go down here and maybe, just maybe, I'll be able to go visit somebody that he needs me to visit. Maybe there's a lost man. The man of God's going to send me down there, and I get to go win somebody to God that my preacher's sending me down. Wow, this is going to be wonderful. No, I said, preacher, I mean, my first duty, I said, what can I do, preacher? I want to help you. I want to pick up the mantles. He said, well, we had that big homecoming yesterday, and he said, them dumpsters are overflowing. <laughs> How about I go down there and get all that trash up? And, I, and so I went down there, and I did. And I, I thought, I mean, that stuff was overflowing. There's nothing else to do. I thought, man, I can't get any more on there. Well, look, I was born at night, but not last night. I knew what to do. I found me something. I climbed up on top of that dumpster, hey, and I began to jump up and down on that trash. Oh, good gracious, I just broke the chair. Man, you can't have nothing around here, can you? Amen. 
But hey, I was jumping up and down on that trash saying, I'm in the ministry, amen. I'm in the ministry. It was just a blessing, amen, to be able to do something around the house of God. But I'm saying the mantles, uh, brother, those mantles, I mean, you were the janitor. And then, then going and pastoring and coming back and then being there. When he came back, then you were the pastor. He said, you were his assistant pastor. I was talking about it. I said, well, tell me the influence. And he said, oh, Brother Neil. He said, but then Brother Neil. He said, I, in other words, you picked up the mantles. Now we got little Damon. Damon, you're called to preach, aren't you, buddy? Man, I'm proud of you. That's good. Amen. By the way, he loves his daddy. His daddy was his pastor, so he calls him preacher. <laughs> He loves Brother Neil, he calls you preacher. And man of God, he still calls you preacher, amen. Can I tell you, hey, what happened is you picked up some mantles, all right, and then you picked up the mantles, and then you picked up the mantles, and you picked up the mantles. And I just say this, all of us that are sitting here, uh, Mama, Daddy, you got some mantles to pass down, amen. If you got a boy, you got a girl, Daddy, you got some mantles to pass down. Hey, I know we got to pick them up, but I tell you, I thank God for the mantles. I pray, oh God, help us tonight to see those mantles. There's several things. You got you to gotta pass the mantle. Nobody's going to get it. By the way, preacher, not just that those men that touched you and then by the grace of God, you picked up their mantles. But can I just say that you didn't just affect one generation. I mean, brother, hey, you, you affected brother Mark and you affected brother Damon. Can I tell you, I'm, I'm not, man, I wasn't raised. I didn't come down here to, this, to, to the school and to the college when y'all had it and all of that. But hey, I'm trying to pick up some of your mantles, amen. You understand, I'm still trying to do that. I, I, I want God to help me, amen, by the grace of God to be faithful to do that. I'm just saying, y'all, we've got some mantles to pick up. Thank you, man. You may be seated there. Thank you. Boy, when you go to looking at that and you go to thinking about that, hey, just something simple, all right. Number one, hey, the mantles have to be passed. The mantles have to be passed. The, when you go to looking at the kind of men that pass the mantles, it's, it's like, I really, I broke the chair. You feel that? Oh. <laughs> Take it out of the love offering, amen. <laughs> oh, well. He's like, what love offering? <laughs> hey, man, you can't buy me, praise God. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Can I tell you what we need? We need some Bible men. Somebody say amen. How many men that stand by the word, that preach the word, amen? I'm talking about God's men, the men with the spirit of God, uh, men with the power of God. That's the kind of men that you, hey, when you look at the men, you picked up their mantles. Uh, brother, I guarantee you, they were Bible men. I'll tell you what else they were. Uh, they were bold men. Those men, I, we live in a day, brother, where everybody compromises, where everybody goes. Hey, I thank God for some men where there's no compromise, there's no change, amen, there's no carnality. Hallelujah, amen. I'm saying, brother, hey, they're absolutely, brother, bold in their faith. By the way, it's not just that, they're baptizing men. My preacher, brother, the same way. I, just, I love, I was a young man and I'd watch him, his converts getting baptized, his converts being come down the aisle. Uh, I mean, weekly, brother. And I mean, just, just mess the people. And, and, and I wanted everybody. Boy, I thought, boy, everybody will do that. But it didn't matter if anybody did it. The preacher did it. I'm just saying, I looked at a baptizing man. I saw a soul winner. I, hey, the Lord lit. I, we, got, we went and heard Brother Howes when I was, he would take us to hear Brother Howes. We'd go up to Brother Curtis Hudson's church and hear all of that. When I was a young man uh, in our church, boy, they'd have Dr. Brother Mays Jackson would come and preach our revivals. Uh, Brother Harold Seidler. Oh, I love Brother Seidler. Amen. 
I'll tell you, amazing grace, what's wrong with that? There is a fountain, what's wrong with that? I'll tell you what's wrong with it, nothing. That's what he said, amen. Hey, you know what's wrong with that? Nothing, amen. I'm just telling you. By the way, they weren't just baptized, they were broken men. You look at the men that really make a difference in people's lives, it's a man that can weep over souls. So man, all day today, I, or yesterday, I, and I know we all are dealing with that. I, there's, a, there's a good, good mission, or there's a good preacher, preacher where you're at, or, or this, that his assistant pastor uh, and his wife and their little boy met the Lord. Here, God bless you, brother. Preacher, you got that dear lady you saw earlier in the week. Uh, brother Cox said, man, I got a lady. She's 94, man. She's been in the church all day. She said, I'm just praying. I, she's close to death's door. She passed away, and all day today, all yesterday, we've been up here gabbing, you know, talking to Brother Chitty. You know what he's been doing back here? Comforting that family. You know why? He's weeping with his saints. He's weeping with his saints because he's a broken man. And uh, he weeps over the sanctuary. We love the house of God. I, you, you, preachers, you've probably done like I have. I, I go up when there's nobody up there, even at night, and I mean, crawl through the pews and praying, oh God, whoever's going to be sitting here, oh God, would you touch their heart? And God, would you help them? Amen. I mean, I, we've got one of those, whatever pies, I don't know, whatever side. You know what I mean? We just, uh, you're praying for God's people. You're asking God to touch that place. I want to see God's hand on it. Amen. I want to see souls saved and lives changed. You understand? But it takes a broken man. That's the kind of men, hey, that you're looking for those mantles to be passed from. Then I tell you what else you're looking for. You're looking for a busy man. Oh yeah, hey, now, hey we're talking about uh, workers, amen, not shirkers. I'm talking about somebody that'll put their neck to the work of their Lord. And, uh, you, and I'm not just talking about, I mean, I mean, normally the preachers I know with, uh, I'm not, when I first came, I, I wasn't no, like, they didn't hire me full time. I was telling the men today, we, when I came to my church, it was really a, a unique situation. <laughs> you know, see, preachers are like, well, you know, I'll tell you what, I'm going to put the fleece out. If, these, if this church calls me 100%, I'm going. I didn't know to do that. <laughs> Hey, whenever I had the, <laughs> Brother Sellers, whenever they had the vote, uh, it went on, it was supposed to be after this morning service that day, and, and it went on in the afternoon, nobody had called, it went on, and finally I called the head deacon, and I said, so brother, I was just trying to see what happened, he said, well, they voted you in. <laughs> Not him. Hey, when I got there, I said, well, if you don't mind, what was the, you know, the total? I mean, what was the massive church that you went to? It was 30-20. <laughs> exact, two-thirds majority. And the first Sunday I came, this old lady came up to me and she went, yeah, I thought I voted for the other one. <laughs> I kid you not, amen. <laughs> but it wasn't a mistake. That's where God wanted me, Amen. <laughs> All I know is this, hey, work my head off, amen. I mean, we'll work a job, come home, change clothes, knock doors. Go work a job, come home, change clothes, knock doors. Hey, I'm just saying, brother, you do whatever it takes. We got kids coming after, they're not careful, they're coming out of college, and you know what they're asking, what's the package? Hey, son, hey, what do you mean, what's the package, amen? Hey, the package is you better work harder than anybody works in that church. You better visit more than anybody visits. And you cut grass, you fix the roof, uh, you clean up the mess, you do whatever it takes. By the way, you go to a church of 50, you do it all. <laughs> I mean, that's just it. Remember Brother Howell sitting in one of those question answers, and somebody raised their hand and asked a stupid question. I mean, he ripped them up one side down the other. 
And, and I had already lifted my hand before him, but he just called on the other guy, and he's like, you are so stupid. Why is that stupid? And my hand's still up. I'm like, this ain't going to be good. I'm like, oh, I'm pastor of the church, and uh, we have about, you know, uh, 75, and, and I can't remember what I asked him. You know, he said, he said uh, you work harder than I do. And I, was, I didn't, I'm not commenting. I'm like, okay, yes, sir. He said, I got 500. I got people that help me now. I got people that in position. I got people that, he said, but a man that's pastoring a church from zero to 200 is going to work his head off. And that's about the way it is. But I just say this, it doesn't get any easier after you get 300, does it? It don't get it. In fact, hey, the more members you got, the more headaches. I mean, the more blessings you got. Amen. <laughs> Can I say amen? <laughs> you got to pass the mantle. You know what? What kind of, what did Elijah or Elisha see in Elijah? What did Elisha see in Elisha? Hey, mama, what's your children seeing you? Hey, daddy, what's your children seeing you? Hey, man of God, what's that congregation seeing us? Miss Stanley, I, there's, I, I've watched, there's, there's two people that are really involved with everything at this church, and that's you and Sister Stanley. <laughs> I mean, everybody in this place, she's playing for. We go down there with the teenagers, her and Brother Robbie are down there with the teenagers. Miss Stanley, every time I see you, you're about tripping over your dress. <laughs> Thank you. You love the Lord, you love, the, you love your husband, you love your children, you love this church, you love your pastor. I'm just saying, you got a wonderful mantle to pass down to these other girls. Ladies, don't think, oh, he's just preaching to those preachers. No, I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching to every one of us. The truth is, you teenagers, some of you teenagers, I, I don't have a mantle, I ain't got anything to pass down. Hey, what about Damon? Who's Damon looking to? Hey, you teenagers, you're on up, 16, 17. Who's, who's these young men looking to? They're going to be looking to those teenagers that are above them. You see, this matter, and I'll tell you what they better see. When, when Elijah looked at Elijah, he still saw the right pattern, didn't he? When Elijah looked at Elisha, he still saw the right purity. He was pure in his life. I think when they look at us, they ought to see that purity. When Elisha looked at Elijah, I believe that without a doubt, he saw a powerful man. Oh, brother, we could go back a few chapters, you know, when the, the Lord used him and uh, he called fire down from heaven. I mean, a powerful man. Then I see he was a principled man. And anybody that's going to pass a man, the, the, one of the best books, I read your book on the principles of Brother Hiles. And I'm just telling you, those principles don't change. Do you hear me? Biblical principles don't change. When you live a principled life, I'm just telling you, and that's what you see. That's what Elisha saw in Elijah. And then I just say that, you know what it was? He was a plowing man. He was a plowing man. I've gone to many a preacher's funeral. Just about every preacher that I see, you know what they do? They, they take some old Bible and they wrap it up and they lay it on his chest and they put his hand over it. You see, when we, when we talk about preaching, you know what we call it? We call it plowing, Amen. And sometimes as a preacher, you got to drop the fur up pretty deep and you got you to get ready because, I mean, buddy, you're going to be busting stumps out of there. You're going to be busting rocks out of there. Uh, you get what I'm saying? I'm saying, brother, you're a man of God. He has to drop that thing down and, brother, he's going to preach it hard. And by the way, one of these days, he'll come down your row. <laughs> Amen. Don't you get mad at the preacher when he preaches on you. Amen. 
Are you hearing me? Don't get mad. Think about it. All these people sitting here, and he ain't got any idea of everything that's going on in your life, but the Holy Ghost has done got a hold of his heart. Amen. And everybody's sitting there, and I mean, he goes to preaching on something you're doing. That don't sound like he's mad at you. It sounds like the Lord's loving you. Amen. It sounds like God's pointing something out in your life. Sounds like God is wanting to help you. Amen. Are you hearing me? I'm saying plowing. Amen. I don't know, I, I look and I, I see you, brother, I, and boy, what a, what a, it makes my heart stand up. I, I've always gravitated toward the older, older generation, always. And uh, man, I just tell you, it makes me, when I get around them, I, I'm spending, if I spend time with you, preacher, I want to be loyal to you. I want to love you. I want to lift you up. I want to learn from you. I, I've been around this week and got to meet Brother Cox and Brother Chitty and fellas, I, I just, I mean, even that little bit of time when we were in the car, I'm like, hey, can I get your coat? Can I, man, can I help you when you're sitting down? I, hey, can we do, why are you doing that? Because I want to love on them, amen. And I want to I want to lift them, I want to be loyal to them. Now, I don't see him at every blue moon, really, in services a lot of times. Preacher, you're getting up and you're a little slower than you walk. You're not old. <laughs> oh, no, friend. But I want to be loyal to you. I want to be a friend. I want to be the right kind. But you see, when you get around these men with these mantles, hey, you got a lot to learn. Oh, preacher, hey, we're pastors of our church. Oh, brother, we, I don't ever want to stop picking up the mantles. You understand? I don't ever want to, I don't want to think, oh, I've, I've arrived, I've got this. Are you kidding me? Man, wait, by the way, when I'm crossing that 80 mark or 90, I still want to be plowing, amen. I want to be plowing like you're plowing, amen. Brother Allison, hey, let's plow like you've been plowing, amen. Hey, preacher, let's plow. You understand? Let's just keep that plow going. One of these days, the sun's going to set on us, amen, and they'll lay that plow across our chest, and we'll meet our Lord. But you know what we can hear? We can hear, well done, thou faithful servant, amen. Hey, I'm telling you, without a doubt, that's what they, but help, let me help you now. All these mantles that can be passed, it ain't a lick of good if somebody don't pick them up. You hear me? I just say, I, and I, I, just, I just mentioned those things, but, uh, you know, who picks up the mantles? It's people that are already like man. The people that pass them, the people that pick them up are a lot like the people that pass them usually. You begin to think about the mantles that God's got laying around. If we're not careful, we live our life, and we're like, oh, you know, we don't, we don't see the mantles. You got a good godly mom and daddy, you want to thank God for it. You got a good, yeah, you, hey, how about, that, how about that mantle that the Sunday school teacher can pass down to those kids? How about the mantle those bus workers can pass? Praise God to other bus workers and all of that. How about those, uh, man, by the way, those good servants of God, you don't know their name over in the church, but man, they are faithful. They, they're always there. They pray. They give. Hey, they've got a mantle to pass on to others that are around them. It's not just, oh, these have the mantle, that have. I'm saying we can all be Elijah's, but hey, we all need to be Elisha's. When I was a kid, they got a picture of me. My daddy was lost. I mean, we, you know, we, again, grew up drunkards home. I'm about, I'm about, Damon, I'm about your age, so maybe a little bit younger. The sad thing is, as I'm sitting there, with a little pair of shorts on and no shirt, but I got my daddy's big old coat he wore and it's coming down well past my knees. I got some hat on his. And I got one of his cigarettes hanging out of my mouth. And I got two bottles of his Bacardi rum in either hand. Now what's going on? I was only eight, nine years old. 
but I was already picking up the mantles that were laying around me. Do you hear me? I wish every mantle, I wish every mantle was a godly mantle. I'm just saying, what kind of mantle are you leaving, friend? What kind of mantle are you leaving? Now, praise God. My, you know, my kids don't know anything about all that. We, you know, they, they, my, my, my son one time, or my, my, my daughter and son were both in the car one time. And, and Daddy, can we have something out of the coin tray? I'm like, the what? I mean, I'm thinking ashtray. <laughs> they ain't ever seen ashes in it. Say amen. Hey, they don't know anything about that. They don't know anything about going to the refrigerator and being liquor in there and all of that kind of stuff. You know why? Jesus passed by one day, amen. And hey, we got some different mantles to leave them now. Whoa. Hey, they ought to be picked up. And I tell you, when you pick them up, you ought to prize them. They ought to be precious to you. You're grateful for those that gave them to you. And I'm thankful for those men that passed them on. But hey, hey, you know that every one of us turn our head up to our Savior. And we're grateful for the one <laughs> that passed them on to us. Brother, they ought to be prized. I mean, they ought to be precious. And I tell you what you got to do with them. You got to be careful. You better protect them. You better protect them. We got, a, we got one short life we can live. When I, when I first got saved, I remember hearing the little thing, only one life will soon be passed only what's done for Christ to last I've got one lifetime to pass whatever mantles I'm going to pass that's all I got but that's all we got and then there's only one life for me to pick them up let me ask you something tonight are you the Elijah that God wants you to be are we really leaving those mantles like God wants us You stand before God one day, can you say, God, I was absolutely the Elijah that passed the mantles you had me to be. Love to tell you that Brother Hopkins, oh yeah, that's right, that's me. I don't know. I want to be. But it makes me want to strive to, by the grace of God, do that. And then secondly, are you picking them up? Are you going to be the one that's able to I mean, somebody's passing it down to you. Are you picking it up? You're in your church. Is this just another church you're in? Or is this the place where God puts you and you're going to let the man of God be you? You know, it's one thing to, to, for him to be your preacher. It's another for you to let him be your pastor. Amen. Do you hear me? It's one, I mean, your preacher is just, I mean, anybody can be your preacher. But you see, your pastor, the pastor is going to be the man. You don't come and tell him, you don't come and tell him what you're going to do. You come and ask him what you ought to do. Do you get it? You understand, I'm talking about being, I'm not letting a man be your pastor. He's the watchman on the wall. God, that means he's not a better man than any, he's just God's man. And he can see further than you can see. And the Lord's given him that, 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 uh, that, that, that uh, spiritual wisdom to be able to do that. And we'd be foolish not to seek that. And by the way, that's not a certain age. I mean, sometimes we think, well, if he was older, I could come to him. Can I tell you, if he's your man of God, you can go to him. If he's 20-something years old and the Holy Ghost of God has placed him there, what did the Lord say? Jeremiah 3.15, and I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Man, thank God for your preacher. 